Today, you are going to get a front row seat to the ultimate Springboks versus Romania Rugby World Cup preview. I'm going to be joined by Lucian Mircescu. He is the chairman of the Aurora Boykoi Sporting Club in Romania. Lucian, welcome to Front Row Rugby. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure and thank you very much for being available. Let's start with Romania's match this past weekend at the Rugby World Cup against Ireland. What were your thoughts on the way that your team performed? Well, what can I say? It was a rough start for our boys. <laughs> As, uh, I mean, the, the score uh, says it all, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, uh, the boys, they, they did uh, the best they can, I think. But uh, obviously, there's a difference in in rugby value at the end of the day, I have to be honest about this. Um, I think we had a pretty good, uh, or at least a decent first half, uh, but uh, unfortunately we were not able to keep up with, uh, with the Irish as far as both physicality and endurance are concerned. Um, so especially in the last 20, 30 minutes, I think, uh, uh, yeah, we were simply unable to uh, fend off uh, most Irish attacks, and uh, yeah, they, they felt very much at ease the Irish against us. I wouldn't say it was our proudest moment in the World Cup, but uh, yes, it is what it is. Uh, at the end of the day, we're just very happy to be there, and it's a very good experience for uh, for the boys, uh, most of whom are experiencing the their first World Cup. Um, I think the part of the explanation for uh, well, the rough start is the fact that we haven't been we haven't qualified for the uh, for the World Cup in 2019 as a result of well administrative issues at the end of the day. But yeah, that's life. We didn't. We just weren't there. So now we have a let's say a fairly young generation of boys who are uh, uh, yeah gaining their first experience in the World Cup, and uh, hopefully it will be extremely useful in uh, the years to come. You mentioned there that Romania didn't qualify for the 2019 Rugby World Cup. That was because of an ineligible player. And as it turned out for 2023, Spain had an ineligible player. So it was quite interesting how that all worked out. But for our viewers who may not be familiar with the story, can you explain what actually happened? Yeah, it was a very, very sad uh, moment for us because uh, I w we didn't feel that the uh, ineligible player that we used actually made that much of a difference because uh, on the field uh, we managed to uh, on the pitch we managed to uh, uh, qualify for the uh, repechage for the qualification uh, process. But yeah, well, fact of the matter is that we used uh, a player who uh, originated from Tonga, who apparently was ineligible because of the fact that uh, he played for uh, the seventh national team and we, Tonga seventh national team, and we were not aware of that. Uh, we uh, based our uh, uh, eligibility uh, process on, on uh, well on misinformation. So that that's exactly what uh, happened. Apparently, the uh, world rugby was kicked off by some Russian sources who were ultimately the main beneficiaries of uh, our well, lack of qualification. But I, I think we uh, we had a pretty good back then and I think we would have qualified anyways from uh, uh, from the repechage uh, process. Yeah. But such is life, what can I say? Uh, the thing is that there are many German teams uh, including the tier one teams who are using the uh, eligibility rules to uh, get new players. Uh, 
especially from the Pacific uh, Islands. Uh, but uh, ultimately, I think our union administrative capacity let us down. That, that's, I mean, it's unfortunate to say this, but yeah, it happened. And it was, we took it very hard, very, very hard. And I think now we see the, the consequences of that happening in, in the, the, the form of our team. The general rugby suffered a blow as a result of that. It's a real shame, isn't it? So, Lucian, tell me, how well known are the Springboks in Romania? Well, as far as uh, our rugby community is concerned, you can imagine <laughs> that they're extremely well known. Uh, and even though I wouldn't say that rugby is an immensely popular sport in Romania, but it's still rather well known. Uh, and so I, I've actually managed to get hold of some statistics as far as uh, uh, TV audiences are concerned. Uh, and uh, they, I wouldn't say they're on par with football or soccer. Uh, but uh, uh, the, the game against Ireland, also the opening, the opening game of the World Cup, they managed to get some pretty decent audiences. So we have a general population that is very much aware of rugby and who's who. And I can assure you, uh, South Africa is <laughs> among the most well-known. Now, in your opinion, Lucian, how do you think Romania should go about trying to combat the Springboks on Sunday? How they should go about? Well, <laughs> it's going to be, I think it's going to be an even tougher challenge than it was with, uh, with Irish because, uh, uh, yeah, we have, I would say that both Romania and South Africa, to a certain extent, they have a similar style of play, so rather physical, but I think, well, the Springboks are a tad more, <laughs> more powerful than we are, more physical actually. Uh, so I think there's going to be a uh, uh, reflex of uh, uh, promoting a, a similar style that I'm not sure we will be able to, uh, um, to uh, put forward as, as well as we might have been able against a different opposition. Um, so it's going to be, uh, yeah. Very, very tough challenge for us. That's that's for sure. But uh, I hope we we manage to learn something from our mistakes with, uh, with Irish, and hopefully we will have some good tactics in place uh, set by our coach uh, in order to overcome the challenge as much as that is possible. And look, we all we all knew from the very beginning that the World Cup is going tough for us, um, especially. The result of the 2019 debacle. <laughs> uh, so, so I think our aim here is to gain as much experience as possible, uh, and uh, basically to just form with generation of players uh, in order to overcome the opposition that we uh, routinely have in rugby or championship. You know, the likes of Spain, uh, Portugal, well, the Dutch for very much up and coming. Uh, not to mention, of course, the Georgian or very tough. So I think we will use uh, uh, experience that we will gain at this level, which is rather rare for us. Face a team such as South Africa, such as Ireland, Cotton, never do that. So uh, I think it will be a, an excellent learning experience for uh, for us, regardless of the sport. 
you will enjoy I'm certain. Do you really know your rugby? Do you always get your predictions right? Why not make some money then? Open an account right now with Tic Tac Bets and get up to 2,000 Rand and 20 spins with your first deposit. The link is appearing on your screen and I'll also put it in the description area. Please note that this is an affiliate link and I will make a little commission on it. Winners know when to stop. National Responsible Gambling Program. Toll free helpline 0800 006 008. No persons under the age of 18 years are permitted to gamble. So for our viewers who may not know much about the Romanian national team, who are the players that they should look out for? <laughs> well, I think uh, uh, one of the players actually managed to distinguish himself in the game against Ireland. Uh, Hinkley Valvasa. Uh, he played as a fly half, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I mean, he's a utility back from playing in that position now. Um, in, in our squad. Uh, but um, yeah, he's, he's some, someone to, to look out for. Uh, I think uh, Marius Simeonescu, uh, he was the full back in Spain. He's also a very tough player. Uh, with excellent uh, defense skills and uh, um, yeah, plays with uh, quite a lot of heart, I would say, like all our boys, actually. Um, yeah, I haven't seen the, the lineup, actually. I don't know if it's, uh, it's published, so uh, I hope I'm not uh, making a mistake here, but I'm, I, I would just like to uh, mention the players who at least impressed me <laughs> and, uh, in the previous game. Uh, yeah, as far as for, the forwards are concerned, I would maybe mention uh, the captain, Christian uh, Tirica, uh, the, the planker. Uh, both are a very tough guy. <laughs> uh, likes to carry those balls. Uh, gain as much territory as possible. Uh, and um, to be honest, uh, I mean, traditionally Romania was well known for its uh, scrum. Uh, and uh, I was quite satisfied with how Scrum handled the game, uh, at least in the first half. Uh, the, the idea of us not uh, losing the Scrums uh, in the first half was quite well. In the good old days, we would have even tried to shove them, <laughs> regardless of who would put in the, the ball. But nowadays, I'm just satisfied with uh, not being... Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Lichen, let's talk a little bit about the history of Romanian rugby. I know that during the Cold War era, the Communist Party actually put quite an emphasis on rugby and there were a lot of the members of the army and the soldiers, they actually played rugby and they played for the national team. And Romania was actually quite strong in those days. Uh, they would actually beat Italy and France regularly. Uh, Romania have also beaten teams like Scotland and Wales. Uh, but obviously, things have changed a little bit. But how strong was that Romanian team uh, back in those uh, days of the Cold War? I would say if uh, I, I were to find a correspondent uh, nowadays, rugby, I think it, it would be at the level of Italy. So every now and then, we would be able to... Uh, uh, come up with a surprise against uh, the big guns. Uh, typically, it was France. Uh, and sure, every now and then, I think we had two victories against Scotland, one against Wales. I think we have a tie against Ireland. Uh, but the thing is that we didn't get that many chances to play against uh, Anglo-Saxons. So we would uh, regularly play the French, and every now and then we'd be able to uh, grab a win. Uh, 
So, fairly similar to what uh, the, the Italians uh, are achieving, maybe, maybe a bit better than that. But unfortunately, that's that's the past. Uh, but fact of the matter is that uh, uh, much like uh, quite a lot of other sports uh, in Romania, rugby was uh, heavily uh, promoted by by the state. Uh, yeah. It was this interesting system whereby have factory clubs. Uh, Romania was a heavily industrialized country, so uh, the regime wanted to offer all sorts of creational opportunities to the working class, and uh, you will find them clubs, rugby included, organized around uh, economic organizations, <laughs> typically factory workshops and stuff like that. So uh, many of the be based uh, around the industrialized uh, areas. Unfortunately, the 90s came. Unfortunately for rugby, that is. Uh, 1990s came, uh, and uh, even though many parts of our society uh, have changed as far as organizational issues are concerned, sport and rugby included has kind of lagged behind. So unfortunately, we're witnessing the decline in most other sports, it's not just the case of rugby. Uh, and I think the legislation is to catch up a bit uh, in order to allow more private initiatives to flow in. Uh, because at the moment, Romanian uh, rugby is still organized around public institutions, which I think it, it's, it's not the right uh, organizational structure for sport in general. Uh, I mean, even when uh, sport has a very strong social dimension, right? And uh, you, need, you have plenty of volunteers, many amateur level players, and well, yeah, public institutions are not exactly the right setting for that. It's, it's, a, it's a technicality uh, that I may be insisting on, maybe it's because of my uh, public servant background, because I used to work in the Ministry of Sports <laughs> at one point. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's the organizational side of the main sport that, that needs to change, and uh, the way we allocate financial resources uh, uh, would be different should we have a different type of organization. We would be able to get a wider support from from society itself. So it shouldn't be just uh, the public budget sports sport. It should be like a two-way street. Sports should also be uh, supported by, by the citizens themselves, but they need the right framework for that to happen. And unfortunately, yeah, Indian sport is still organized very much like it was. Uh, uh, I don't know how, it, it, it's a unique type of organization because even before the, uh, during the communist days, there was this recreational side of it. But unfortunately, the factories no longer exist, so they're no longer able for this recreational dimension, right? So even the social dimension is lost that you used to have in the, uh, in the communist days, so because it's important to bear this in mind, it's not the regime on its own that would that would support. Of course, it was the policy of the state to support sport, um, but you would have like an organic support from the uh, from the population itself, which is now sort of missing. So, yeah, I, I hope I'm I'm not abstract about these issues, <laughs> and I hope I managed to get my message across. Bottom line. Uh, yeah, we need a sort of organization for
was working in, in order to catch up other countries and go back to where we used to be, 70s, 80s, not necessarily in terms of performance. I, for one, I, I'm happy that Romania is in the World Cup, and I would like for us to participate more, but not necessarily rooting for us to get to the semifinals. I would just be very happy if we had more clubs, more people joining in, more people uh, participating in sport via rugby. Rugby in itself has a lot, a lot to offer. Hey, if you're enjoying this video, why not consider becoming a patron? You can click on my Patreon link, I'll put it on the screen as well as in the description box, and there will be great benefits for members. Let's get back to the interview. Earlier, you told me a little bit about how popular football is in Romania. When we watch the Olympic Games, we often see Romanian gymnasts, for example, doing quite well. How popular is rugby in Romania? It is sort of a minor sport in the country at the moment. Uh, on the top of my head, I guess it'd be like the sixth, seventh most popular sport in Romania. Uh, if I were to uh, mix the number of players uh, with the TV audiences that we have, yeah, ballpark six, seven, something like that. Uh, that's, that's, that's a rough estimate at the end of the day. Because uh, I, I mean, team sports are very popular. Uh, tennis has also risen quite a bit, uh, thanks to well, several female star players like Simona uh, So tennis has seen quite a boom. So yeah, you have football, you have tennis, you have handball, uh, which is quite popular. Basketball, especially if you look at the number uh, of uh, participants, and yeah, maybe some athletics, and then yeah, I think athletics is on par. With Maybe fifth if I counted uh, the examples that I've I hope I'm not missing any. No, that's great. Uh, all about trying to give us a ballpark figure. In fact, uh, Lucian, this might interest you. Uh, certainly the last time that I saw any lists of this nature in South Africa, football was the number one sport in terms of popularity, and number two was actually cricket, and rugby only came in in third place. But obviously in terms of success, rugby has been South Africa's best sport. So on that note, uh, Lucian, just before we finish, tell me about the work that you do at Aurora Boykoi. Yeah, well, as I mentioned previously, I'm very interested in what rugby has to offer to uh, communities overall. And uh, uh, I myself, I'm involved in a small rugby project called Aurora Boykoi, which is uh, basically a small rugby club. Uh, it's meant for children, mostly, uh, in my hometown of Boykoi. It's like uh, 100 kilometers north of Bucharest. Uh, uh, and the, the idea is to promote rugby. Kids uh, also come from underprivileged, uh, from underprivileged backgrounds, uh, but not strictly underprivileged backgrounds. Uh, and uh, offer them a chance through rugby to uh, improve their quality of life if that's possible. So basically, what we are trying to do is to, uh, uh, get them to play rugby and at the same time try to, uh, let's say, expose them to all sorts of other kind of activities, like uh, educational activities, help them with their homework. When we get the finance that work, uh, maybe support them, uh, for them to get some medical services, which otherwise they might not be able to get, uh, especially uh, you know, dentistry, some blood tests, uh, basic stuff, but 
at a young age, uh, fixing some of these health issues might uh, might be useful. But of course, we're not able to do that uh, at any one point. It depends on the resources we're uh, able to get. And through rugby directly, um, if uh, we have some star players, maybe we uh, try to promote them in uh, uh, rugby high schools, uh, especially in Bucharest, where they would get uh, free food, uh, free accommodation. And that can make a difference for some of them. Not to mention the fact that if they manage to uh, get through their junior uh, levels, uh, if they manage to finish their junior level rugby, uh, they might you know, get a small wage thanks to rugby. And that can improve uh, their life quality to a certain extent. Of course, the wages in Romania are not very high, but a few hundred euros per month here and there might uh, might make a difference, especially when you're you know, maybe in university. A bit of money can always uh, help. So yeah, that, that that's uh, that's what we are main doing. And uh, well, we started uh, like seven years ago, and yearly we get uh, on seventy to one hundred kids uh, for able, to including a girls team. We have a uh, seven girls team. Uh, since uh, 1990. So we're very proud of both our boys and girls. Ah, that sounds great. Uh, sounds like you're doing wonderful work there, Lucian. Uh, let me say that it was lovely having you on Front Row Rugby today. An absolute pleasure. I hope that we can have you on again in the future. And all of the best for the match on Sunday. Well, thank you very much. Uh, it was uh, great uh, to be here. And yes, I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> uh, for the game that's going to follow soon. Thanks. Thanks a lot.